The friends and partners of Kevin Inman Ministries present Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Pastor Kevin is committed to equipping you to earnestly contend for the faith. For more information on Pastor Kevin and Contenders Radio, please visit our website at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. Hello and welcome back to Contenders Radio. This is Kevin Inman, your host, and today we're talking once again about the riches of His grace, the just the overwhelming abundance of blessings that have been poured out upon those of us who are in Christ Jesus. And there are a number of things, uh, uh, 200-plus things that are true of us now that we are saved, now that we are in Christ. Christ. And we've been spending a little time here talking about those things, and we're going to do that once again today. But first, let me just let you know that this episode is brought to you by Island Brow Coffee, our friends over at islandbrowcoffee.com. And uh, we're we're drinking, I believe this is, I think this is the Brazil um, flavor, or... or, or the origin spot. I'm not sure how to say that, but these, these are single origin coffees, and I think this one is from Brazil. Um, it could be Cameroon. I think I have both, but let me just take a sip here and see if I can figure this out. You hear that swallowing on the air? <laughs> I know you're just dying to know which brand. I, this may be the Cameroon. I think this is the Cameroon. Really, really good coffee. Uh, again, single origin. Uh, this is... Um, uh, my friend Brad Wilson, he is the co-host of The Long and the Short of It, that video series that we do. You can find us on the YouTube, <laughs> uh, on the Facebook, on the Twitter, all over the place. But we're on Vimeo. Um, you can find it at KevinInman.org, KevinInman.org, or ContendersRadio.com, ContendersRadio.com. Just uh, look there on the blog. You can search even, I think, in the upper right-hand corner. And uh, I may be incorrect. If, if I'm wrong, just somebody tell me. Reach out. Uh, text me. Email me. Send me a, uh, a note there on the website or through social media or something. Uh, but uh, KevinInman.org or ContendersRadio.com. You can also find uh, over at Island Brow. Uh, you can find uh, Brad's blog as well. And uh, he has the long and the short of it episodes as well as uh, audio, uh, Bible teachings, and uh, blog posts as well. He's written some good articles, and uh, he preaches here at the church, teaches one of the adult classes, and does a great job. And so I encourage you to to take a listen and take a look and maybe order some coffee. There's a special going on right now. If memory serves, you can get 20% off the coffee of the month, and that is the Burundi uh, coffee. It's from Burundi, and I'm not sure where that is, but uh, uh, you can find that, again, at islandbrowcoffee.com. But anyway, enough of all of that. Let's talk about the matter at hand, the riches of the grace that has been poured out upon us in Christ Jesus. And you know, as we've done the last few episodes, if you're a faithful listener, and if you're not, well, you should be, okay? There you go. Shameless plug right there in three, two, one. Oh, wait a minute. We've already done it, but let's do it again. Three, two, one. Shameless plug, go. Hey, if you're not a re- regular listener of Contenders Radio, you absolutely should be. Why? Well, why not? How's that? <laughs> why not? But we're again in Ephesians. I've been reading back through Ephesians, taught through this book a couple of years ago. 
Sunday morning at our home church here at Grace Point at Eagle Heights in Orange, Texas. Beautiful Orange, Texas, where it doesn't snow here, but it does pollen. Every single day, it seems like there are pounds and pounds of yellow pollen that fall from the skies. What a beautiful sight it is. It's actually not. It's actually very painful to breathe in. But anyway, I digress. But uh, preaching through John right now, just about to the end of the book of John on Sunday mornings here at uh, at Gapa Church, as we affectionately call her, GapaChurch.com, Grace Point Eagle Heights Church, but GPEHChurch.com. You can find those sermons and, and other things as well at that website. But uh, uh, we're in John chapter 19 now, just about through. But it was a couple years ago before we started John, and, and yes, a couple years ago, we preach Sunday mornings typically verse by verse, word by word, through um, a book of the Bible. And uh, so it takes us a long time. This isn't, you know, just three points in a prayer and, you know, five or six sermons, and then we're done with the whole book. This is, you know, every week and from the verse one of chapter one to the very end. But uh, anyway, in Ephesians chapter two, I was just, I've been reading back through Ephesians and and partly, uh, you know, looking here at these these things that are true of us now in Christ, but just uh, uh, remembering once again why uh, Ephesians is such a powerful book. Obviously, it's because it's written by God. Uh, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Apostle John actually writes it, I know, humanly speaking, but this is God's Word, and it's it's inerrant, without error, inspired, uh, breathed out by God, and so it's useful for teaching, correction, rebuke, reproof, all of those things, so that we can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 1, if you would just uh, humor me a moment here, I want you to see, I'd love these passages that have uh, B-U-T, that have but, B-U-T, these but passages. And uh, I guess you need to be careful saying that, <laughs> depending on the company or the crowd that you're in, and, and make sure you qualify, B-U-T, just one T there, okay? Um, can I say that on the radio? Oh, I just did? Okay, well, let's keep going. But uh, this passage in Ephesians chapter 2 says this, it says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. That's describing me before Christ saved me. That's describing you before Christ saved you, or it could be describing you now if you are not a Christian. That's true of everyone who is not in Christ, who has not been regenerated, reborn, who has not been born again by the Holy Spirit from above, born again by God. And so it continues. It says, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. We live this way according to the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's Satan, according to the spirit that's working in the sons of disobedience. And um, uh, it says, we too were in lust, all of those things. We were children of wrath, even as the rest of the world. That's our very nature. That is how we're born. We're born as children of wrath. And then verse four says, but God. And I love that verse, but God. And and let me just remind you, I know I've said it a number of times here, but if you see B-U-T in the Bible, if as you're reading along, maybe you're doing your morning devotions or or or, 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 or whatever, you're just reading before you go to bed, uh, you're studying throughout the day, but whenever you see B-U-T in the Scripture, pay attention. There, There's typically, typically, in fact, I can't think of any any place where this isn't true. I, I'm sure there are 
there are some circumstances here, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. But everywhere you find typically the word B-U-T, there is something very powerful for us to pay attention to. Now, obviously, all of God's Word is inspired. It's all good. It's all useful. It's all great. But I'm telling you, there's something about these passages where this B-U-T comes into play. Because what we typically see is that God's describing one thing, but comes into play, all right? And then there's a change, and that change is something we want to pay attention to. And here, for instance, we're dead, we're lost, we live in lust, we're we're controlled, uh, walking in accordance to the power of the world, the power of Satan, uh, the spirit of disobedience, all of those things, lustful, indulging our desires and our flesh and all of that, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, um, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. He raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not as a result of work, so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, so that we would walk in them. Folks, that is a beautiful passage right here in the um, book of Ephesians. And so uh, if you'll remember Ephesians chapter 1, 2, and 3, very doctrine-oriented. This is what's true. In fact, it's all about basically what God has done in saving us, in redeeming us. And just to make sure we understand that, again, uh, chapter 2, verse 1, we were dead. And so while we were yet dead in our transgressions, verse 5, it tells us that God made us alive. And uh, He's done that. He's made us alive together in Christ. And so God, rich in mercy, So I love this but God passage, B-U-T, God, verse 4, Ephesians 2, verse 4. So that passage just got me thinking again about more of the things that were true of us before we were in Christ, and now what's true of us because Christ has saved us after the but God instance in our life. I was dead in my transgressions and sins, but God in 1988 saved me. God redeemed me. God called me to himself and breathed life into me. A dead person can't do anything, and I was dead in my transgressions and sin. I couldn't save myself. That's why we're not saved by works, but we're saved by grace through faith alone in Christ Jesus alone. We're saved by the work of another. It's the work of Jesus Christ who redeemed us, who, who became the propitiation for our sins. Jesus Christ who, who was the sacrifice that, that uh, in, in dying on a cross as the sacrificial lamb of God, he died for our sins in our place, in our stead. It should have been us. It should have been us. It should have been me. Uh, but God, and praise God for that, but God passage. But again, Before Christ, I was unthankful, I was ungrateful, and I gave no honor to God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, and really this entire uh, chapter describes uh, so painfully, accurately, the condition of those who are outside of Christ. But in Romans chapter 1, verse uh, 21... um, Yeah, verse 21. In fact, let me back up. I do this all the time, and uh, if you're a regular listener, you're used to that, but uh, certainly if you attend church here, you're used to that as well. I do that on Sunday. I'll say, all right, turn to Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Oh, go ahead and back up to verse 18, and usually uh, I don't like to start right in the middle of sentences or that thing, so we'll back up, but here I want you just to see the context of this verse. For the wrath of God, Romans 1, 18 says, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and 
in unrighteousness. And folks, listen, I was unrighteous. I was in unrighteousness, and I was a suppressor of the truth. So that's something else that's true of anyone before Christ. It says, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made, so that we are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man, and of birds, and of four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. Friends, listen, before God saved us, we were we were unthankful, ungrateful, not honoring God. And, and that's what we're supposed to do. In fact, I mean, you think about what the scriptures lay out uh, throughout the course, Old Testament, New Testament alike. We, we see that, that the chief end of man, like the Westminster Confession says, it says rightly, the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And yet, so often we live in an ungrateful state, not even giving God the glory that's due to his name, not doing that, and, and, and shame on us. We have every reason to be thankful because of what God has done. Psalm 148, uh, the, the, the entire of creation is, is invoked to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him all his angels. Praise him all his hosts. Praise him sun and moon. Praise him all stars of light. Praise him highest heavens and the waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created. He also established them forever and ever. He has made a decree which will not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth. Sea monsters and all the deep fire and hell and clouds and it goes on everything, everyone is to praise the Lord. In fact, um, the Psalms tell us repeatedly, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. We are to be grateful and gracious and giving glory to God. That's, that's why we are here to give glory to God, to live for him, to enjoy him. The scriptures continually talking about and, and, and even commanding us that whether we then eat or drink or whatever we do, we're to do all for the glory of God. And yet we live so ungratefully, so ungratefully, not thanking God. And, and folks, listen, before Christ, I was exactly the man that Romans chapter 1, verse 21 is describing, not honoring him as God or giving thanks to him. And you think, well, what in the world do we have to be thankful for? Look at this world. Friends, you have everything to be thankful for. Are you awake today? Did you get up out of bed? You have reason to be thankful. Are you breathing? You have reason to be thankful. That's not just a simple evolutionary um, uh, response. That's not, uh, you didn't evolve into breathing. I mean, think about how ludicrous evolution really is, but that's, that's for another episode. How can something that's not breathing and alive, um, well, how can it be alive, but then how can it suddenly begin to breathe? It's just absolutely absurd. But I digress here. I was unthankful, ungrateful, not honoring God. Another thing that was true of me um, before Christ is I was unrighteous, unrighteous 
righteous. And, and this is something that folks don't like to talk about today, but, but we are. We're steeped in sin at birth, and there's nothing good in us, and we are indeed unrighteous. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verses 29, 30, and 31 says, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, they are gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. Friends, that describes us outside of Christ. That described me before Christ. And I like to say that, you know, I wasn't as bad as others, but it doesn't matter. The standard isn't others. The standard isn't whether or not I'm worse than someone else or better than someone else. The standard is the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ, and there are none that compare. There are none that live up to that perfect standard of his holiness, of his righteousness. And folks, we are all in unrighteousness. Now think about, and, and, and we've been talking about the, the, the world and the situation that we're in now in America and how, how things seem to be progressing so much uh, more quickly than they have in the past. Uh, just the, the, the world, our government, uh, it just seems like you know everything in this country is turning uh, on Christ and turning against those who follow Christ. But, but friends, listen, it shouldn't surprise us. It shouldn't surprise us because the Bible tells us that the world, those who are outside of Christ, and just like I was before Jesus saved me, I was filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossip, slander, hatred for God, insolent, arrogant, boastful. I invented evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful friends. We shouldn't be surprised that the world acts the way they act. We should expect it to be so because that's the same way we acted before Jesus mercifully saved us unrighteous, unrighteous, unworthy, deceitful, angry, um, bitter, full of malice, all of those things. That describes who we were before Christ. But praise God that that doesn't have to be true of us any longer because when Christ comes, we have the but God situation that happens. It takes place and we're changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Well, that describes the rapture of the church, but that's that's for another episode as well. But but it's true. God changes us and 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 obviously we're being made sanctified. He sees us as perfect in the moment that he saves us, but we know we have to live out and work out our salvation with fear and trembling, the scriptures say, and we're being made holy, we're being sanctified, and so hopefully we're progressing. Hopefully we're more holy today than we were the day that Jesus saved us. That's the goal, to work out our salvation, to put off, as we've studied already in Romans chapter 4, to put off the deeds of the flesh, the deeds of darkness, uh, and to put on to put on the fruit of the spirit and to to put on um, the the fruitful works, the good works, to be renewed, to put on our new self. And again, Romans chapter 4, verses 22, 23, and 24, in reference to our former manner of life, we're to lay aside or put off the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. We're to be renewed in the spirit of our mind and put on the new self, which in likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. And friends, if you are a Christian, but God, right? Amen. If you are a Christian now, it's because God 
saved you. God called you to himself to redeem you. He transformed you. And now we are to take an active part, not in saving ourselves, not in keeping ourselves saved. We're to do what the scriptures command us to do, though. We are to lay aside the deeds of darkness and we're to be renewed in our mind and we're to put on the new self, the righteous, the holiness, the truthful, all of those things to stop lying and to speak truthfully, to stop stealing, to work for things, all of these things, not to gossip, but to speak um, things that build up, only which is good for edification, to be kind to one another, not not wrathful, angry, bitter, all of those things. We're to, there's a change, friends. There's a change. We're not the same people, and praise God that we're not. And it's not because there's anything special in and of us. It's not because we're better than someone else that we're saved. It's because God is gracious and merciful and kind. And so we've got to come up to a commercial break here, but in just uh, 60 seconds, we'll be back, and we'll talk about a few of the things that are true of us now that we are in Christ. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, just a reminder that you are listening to Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. You can find us on the web at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. You can also find us at contendersradio.com. That's www.contendersradio.com. Be sure and check out the website. On the site, you will find some resources, some articles and whatnot, but you'll also be able to listen to any of the episodes that you have missed right there on the site, on the free audio player, or you can always download the broadcast to listen at your own convenience, even setting up your iPod or your MP3 player to automatically download each new episode as it comes out every single week. What a bargain, and as always, it's free, and free is a very good Rice. You're listening to Contenders Radio with Kevin Inman. Hello and welcome back. We're talking about what's true of us now in Christ. Now that God has saved us, now that we're in Christ, as the Bible describes, there are things that are true of us. No longer do we walk in darkness, but we've now been brought into the light. No longer are we boastful, inventors of evil, slanders, haters of God, all of those things. No longer is the wrath of God upon us, but we have been redeemed. In fact, another verse tells us in 1 Corinthians 6.11 that we've been, uh, we've been washed. In fact, 1 Corinthians 6.11 says, but such were some of you. And, and what's it talking about? What, how were we? Well, we were, we were fornicators, um, um, uh, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, homosexuals, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, swindlers, all of those things. The Bible says those who are that way, who live that way, will not inherit the kingdom of God, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 10. Such were some of you, it says in verse 11, but you were washed. Do you see that B-U-T there? Man, it's a great thing. So, but, okay, what comes before? Well, we were fornicators, idolaters, homosexuals, effeminate, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, swindlers, all of those things. We won't inherit the kingdom of God if we live that way. Such were some of you, past tense, but you were washed. So in Christ, I've been washed clean now. I've been washed. We were sanctified. We were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the spirit of our God. And praise God for that. Amen. We were 
sinful. We were all of those things and more and more, much more. There, that's just a partial list of, of how we sin. But we were washed. God saved us. He cleansed us. He, he washed us and, and, and purged us even from all of unrighteousness. And, and, and thank God for that. Thank God that we're not who we uh, used to be. We were washed clean. We were sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and praise God. And, and in fact, um, um, he, he, he washed us. He made us clean. We go on to say that in Titus, uh, Titus 3, 5, yeah, Titus 3, 5, it says, He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Again, just notice the language, richly. Those, those adjectives are, are beautiful. They're powerful. So he saved us, not by works, not on the basis of any deeds that we've done in righteousness. That means there's, there's no thing that we can do to be saved. It's by his grace through faith, all right? Our good works don't save us. Baptism does not save us. Uh, all of those things we have to admit, we have to acknowledge what the scriptures say. He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done, in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration, he breathed life into us. He brought us from the dead to life. Again, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, those, those passages there. But, but here also in Titus 3, 5, he washed us with regeneration, the renewing of the Spirit, whom he poured out richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, verse 7, so that, being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. What God has done for us in saving us, he's done permanently. The, the goal is, is the inheritance. He's going to bring us. Again, I know we mentioned this last time, but, but these things that are true of us now, they speak to the, to the fact that we are saved soundly, we're saved securely, we're saved eternally. We're saved eternally. Now, again, I'm not saying that everyone who claims to be a Christian is a Christian. That's not what I'm saying. And, and, and just to make sure we're clear, in case you didn't hear the last episode or so, um, I don't have the power and authority to, to tell anyone whether they're going to heaven or hell. We are to preach the gospel, and it's God who does the saving. I have never saved anyone, never, and neither have you. We don't do the saving. All we are are the faithful witnesses. We're the slaves to Christ, proclaiming the truth of Jesus Christ, salvation by grace through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone, for the glory of God alone. That's our role. That's our mission. We herald the, the, the word. We herald the message of salvation through Jesus Christ. We proclaim the gospel. We do so boldly. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God, Romans 1.16 says. It's the power of God into the salvation of all who believe. First for the Jew and then for the Gentile. That means for everyone, Jew, non-Jew, for everyone. Jesus Christ is the answer. And so he washes us with regeneration. And what, what we see is that salvation brings this divine cleansing from our sin. It's not my works of washing myself through baptism, as some try to interpret that. The washing of regeneration is not a physical baptism that's in, in view here at all. That's not the context whatsoever. It's a spiritual cleansing. God cleanses us from our sin and then gives us a new spirit. The Holy Spirit is the gift 
The gift of the Spirit is the Spirit itself. A lot of people think that speaking in tongues or, or being slain in the Spirit, falling out, you know, all, all of these things, that that is somehow the gift of the Spirit, that this, this uh, the, you know, it's babbling. They call it glossolalia, heavenly language, that sort of thing, the, the tongue of angels, but it's none of those things. They're, they're misquoting, misusing those scriptures. Um, speaking in tongues is not that gift. The gift of the Spirit is the Spirit He is the gift. And notice I said he. The Holy Spirit's not an it. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one. Can we explain it? Uh, Not perfectly, no. Is 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 it a very huge concept? You bet it is. But does the Bible teach it? Absolutely. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, one God, one essence of God, three persons who who make up God. And they're not different modes of God. It wasn't that Jesus was here and heaven was empty. He was just a different mode from the Father. No, Father, Son, Holy Spirit simultaneously coexisting, and yet they're not three gods, they're one. That's It's mind-blowing, I get, but but folks, that's what the Bible teaches. And so, again, he washes us, and in Christ, we have been washed, past tense, salvation, Salvation is about that. It's the washing, the regeneration, the, the granting of the Holy Spirit to us. It's, it's the new birth that the Bible speaks of. And that renewing of the Holy Spirit, it, it, just simply talking about the fact that it's the Holy Spirit who is the agent of regeneration. It's the Holy Spirit in us, taking up residence in us. And that's, that doesn't happen at, at some later point in, in our Christianity. It's not that we all of a sudden get mature and... Um, we get the Spirit at a later time. No. If you don't have the Spirit, you're not a Christian. The Holy Spirit is the identifier for you being a Christian. And I don't mean the identifier as in, you know, speaking in tongues or something like that. That's not the point. The point is uh, what Romans chapter 8 says in verse 9, says, you are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Friends, the Holy Spirit is the seal according to Ephesians. And, and just what we see here in Romans 8, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not a Christian. There are no Christians without the Holy Spirit. But if you read in Ephesians chapter 1, you see in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, sealed in Christ with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge or, or a deposit, all right? Think about like, you know, putting a deposit down, you know, for a wedding venue. You've got to put a deposit down or you're going to camp or something or, or you're going on vacation. You're renting a beach house or a cabin up in the woods or in the mountains, whatever it is. You pay a deposit, a pledge. Well, the Holy Spirit is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. What does that mean? It means that if you're not a Christian, you don't have the Holy Spirit. If you are a Christian, you do have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit was given to you the moment you believed and received Christ as a pledge that would guarantee your eternal salvation. The Holy Spirit is not a spirit that comes and goes. He doesn't come and you sin and like, oh, the Holy Spirit's gone. No, you may not be walking in the Holy Spirit, but you don't lose the Holy Spirit. That is 
contrary to the teachings of the Scripture. Ephesians chapter 1, what we just read, and Romans chapter 8 and elsewhere. But folks, listen, in Christ we've been washed, we've been renewed, we've been regenerated, we've been filled up or, or given the Holy Spirit as a pledge, as a pledge. Now, we're out of time. Uh, just This time has gone so fast today. There are so many more things for us to talk about, and so I invite you back next time when we'll once again look at the riches of grace that have been poured out on us in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Until next time. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast of Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. For more information on this or other broadcasts, please log on to our website, contendersradio.com. That's contendersradio.com. You can also find us on the web at kevininman.org. That's kevininman.org. There you will find podcast episodes, blog posts, study helps, and more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks again for listening. And may God bless you in your pursuit of the truth.